Welcome to Mistakes Make Magic, a podcast dedicated to embracing imperfection and pursuing your passion. I am a photographer and your host, Katherine Guidry. I am thrilled to tell you about our sponsors. These are companies that I have chosen to share because I believe in them and know they can help you and your business. Mistakes Make Magic is brought to you by Black River Imaging. Black River Imaging is a print lab used by both professional photographers and non-professionals to print their photos. They specialize in handcrafted albums, custom gifts and stationery, and they're offering 20% off your purchase using the code MAGIC. Also sponsoring the podcast is Show It. This is the platform I use to build and launch my website and new branded WordPress blog. Their super easy drag and drop side-by-side builder for desktop and mobile allows you to execute your own personal vision. Show It is offering 10% off your subscription using the code MAGIC. Without any further ado, the newest episode of Mistakes Make Magic. Time. Time is the most precious thing in life. You cannot have more of it, so you must use it wisely. I'll be honest with you. I am not always the best with my time. Occasionally, I spend way too much time on social media, and when I can sleep late, I probably sleep more than I should. I want you to spend just a few moments thinking about how you've been spending your time lately. When you're working Are you working hard and in a disciplined way? Or do you find yourself playing on your phone and laughing over the latest dog video on Facebook? And when you're not working, are you present? Are you completely allowing yourself to be in that moment? Phones up, laptops closed, mentally in the space you're in. Don't worry, you are not alone. I am asking myself these very questions as I draft this episode for you today. Because the older I get, the more I find myself feeling as if I do not have enough time and I'm probably not using it as wisely as I should. This week, my best friend asked me to lunch. She asked me for one hour of my day and I said no. I don't usually say no to things like this, but I know I'll be taking time off very soon and I have to be disciplined. I have to finish my work for me to fully enjoy that time off. Work hard, play hard, right? It's not always easy saying no, scheduling your time, valuing your time, and I totally get that. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast episode. Overscheduling. The first thing I'm going to discuss is overscheduling. I want you to all mentally raise your hand if you have ever overbooked or overscheduled yourself. And if you're not mentally raising your hand, you might be telling yourself a lie. We have all done this, right? Why? Because we either do not have a proper understanding of the time it takes to do whatever it is we're scheduling, or we're trying to people please and not setting enough boundaries. If it's the latter, please listen to episode number 15 on setting boundaries. If it's the issue of improper scheduling, then we can maybe help with that issue here today. One of the reasons most entrepreneurs get discouraged is overwork, overwhelm, and eventually burnout. I have seen firsthand how this burnout can result in someone never returning to the field they were once so passionate about. I've seen it with some of my closest friends, 
And I think this could maybe be a small part of why architecture didn't work out for me. I mean, I wouldn't even let Brad talk about architecture with me for two entire years after I finished school and started my photography business. No matter how passionate you are about your craft, if you push yourself too hard, you're not going to be happy. Okay, okay, so you get it. How do we fix this? Well, the first thing I'm going to suggest is to realistically and properly schedule your time. For some people, it may take them 30 minutes to get ready in the morning. And for some, it takes an hour and a half. That's a pretty big difference when it comes to scheduling. I used to be the world's worst at accounting for the amount of time it took me to get ready in the mornings. If I had a meeting at 9 a.m., I would, no kidding, start getting ready at 8.30. You're probably laughing, but I'm serious. I was consistently late for everything. At some point, I started timing myself. I find that I can consistently get ready in 45 minutes. So now when I have a meeting, I schedule 45 minutes to get ready plus travel time to the meetup location. This has not only prevented me from being late, but it has also helped me to realistically schedule my mornings. So now let's apply this to work. I'm a photographer, but this can apply to whatever type of task you would find yourself doing every day. For this example, I'm going to use the amount of time it takes to schedule and shoot an engagement session. For some photographers, it might take them an hour. For me, I am consistently shooting engagement sessions for two hours plus approximately 30 minutes on the front end to meet and look through outfits. So we'll safely say two and a half hours per session plus travel time. You would not believe how much of a difference tracking this time has helped with my scheduling. I used to schedule things so closely that I would feel overwhelmed and stressed and I would be late And it just causes this whole cycle of feeling really bad about myself. Now, if I have a podcast interview or an inquiry meeting with a client, I know exactly when to schedule those in relationship to my photo shoot. So what are some of the tasks you are doing that require a consistent amount of time? And do you know how much time these things are taking you? I encourage you to start tracking your tasks. A few months ago, I crawled into bed and I opened my phone. Brad was dozing off, so I told myself, oh, I'm just going to play on social media for a little bit. You know, like I wasn't tired. Four hours later, I realized what time it was. Even social media has its place, but now I'm doing things like limiting myself to 20 minutes max at night. This point of tracking time is the next thing I want to talk with you about. According to Training Industry, Tracking your time can lead up to an 85% increase in productivity. That is insane. MyHours.com offers a free time tracker for projects and tasks. Sometimes I use trackers or jot down times. And other times I'll just look at the clock when I start and set a goal for the task to be complete. Whatever method you find to work for you is okay, so long as you're monitoring how long you're spending on a task. It is so easy to get lost in what you're doing. For example, if I'm preparing images for a blog post, I could easily spend hours going back and forth. I don't know, which image should I choose? Well, this one looks good, but I kind of like the colors in that one. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, the emotion in that one. That one's good. See what I mean? But if I set a goal time for the task, I know that I can't waste time being indecisive. I have to make a decision 
and move on. Even with the women that I work with behind the scenes for my business, when I assign a task, often I will suggest an amount of time that it typically takes for me to complete it. This may not be exactly how long it takes for them to do the task, especially the first time around, but it can give them a goal time to work toward. My friend Valerie Metrajan is the owner of Valmarie Paper and one of the most efficient entrepreneurs I know. If you are interested in getting more good content on how to efficiently run your business, I suggest visiting ValmariePaper.com and listening to her episode number 14 on faith, motherhood, and business organization. Val talks a lot about tracking your time. She even offers free time tracker sheets on her website if you're interested. So you have your tasks and you're tracking them. You're even making sure that you're allowing enough time to complete them. But are you prioritizing these items and putting them in the order of what's most important first? Not too long ago, we went to Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons is a sports bar here in Louisiana. I eyed the cookie skillet on the menu. That's right, a warm chocolate chip cookie with ice cream on top. I ordered it with the intention of ordering actual food after I finished the cookie skillet. However, when it came time to order the real food, I was full. It's kind of the same thing with work. If you start with all of the fun work first, it's highly unlikely you're going to do the more difficult, hard tasks afterward. What I've started doing lately and am finding extremely successful is doing the hardest work first. It's not the easiest to get started, but once I get going, the positive feeling of accomplishing this difficult task builds momentum and it allows me to easily move on to the next task. In the book, The Power of Habit, the writer says this, quote, willpower isn't just a skill. It's a muscle, like the muscles in your arms or your legs. And willpower gets tired as it works harder. So there's less power left over for other things, end quote. This revolutionized the way I thought about work and doing things that I don't want to do. When I started thinking about it this way, I realized that if I only have a limited amount of willpower, I'd better use it for the things that I least want to do. The next time you find yourself procrastinating or doing the easy things first, think about this quote. If you have a list of things you're wanting to accomplish in a day, before you even begin, put them in order and put the things that you least want to do top of the list. Create a routine. This may come as a surprise, but I absolutely despise routine. Like, I will intentionally eat something different every morning or drive a different route just because I hate doing the same thing. (laughs) But let's just be honest for a moment. In terms of efficiency, having a routine takes a lot of the guesswork out of your day. So this tip is to create a routine. Even if your days are not all the same, there are aspects of it that you will repeat over and over. This could be something small like the way you brush your teeth or something big like making sure you go to bed at the same time. But creating a routine has been proven to increase productivity and even happiness levels. According to Thought Catalog, some of the most successful people have the most rigid routines. It creates structure and saves time, sure. But what I love most about it is that it relieves my brain from thought. I'll give you an example. 
Some women get dressed and spend about, I don't know, five, ten minutes each day picking out their jewelry, their accessories. Which necklace should I wear? Does this bracelet go with this outfit? I don't know. Are these earrings too long? Or maybe I should wear a stud. Hmm, gold or silver. Well, I don't know. You know, this gold kind of goes, you know what I mean? Like, we get the point. For me, I've decided every day I will wear the same jewelry so that I don't have to think about these things. This may seem very small, but if I save five to 10 minutes every day of the month, I am saving anywhere from two and a half to five hours of my time, five hours of time a month picking out jewelry. I don't know, maybe I'm a minimalist, but that just seems wasteful to me. Every wedding day, I wear my hair the same, and I even wear the same outfit cleaned, of course. I'm starting to feel a little like the cartoon character on Doug, you know, when he opens his closet and every outfit is the same. I even recently felt the need to tell a videographer on a double wedding weekend of working together that I did in fact have on clean clothes. We had worked together two days in a row and both days I wore the exact same outfit, you know, like same style shirt, only it was a clean shirt and then same style pants, but this was a clean pair. And I don't know, like maybe wearing the same thing sounds totally lame and not for everybody and I'm okay with that. For me, I just look at it as a dressy uniform for each wedding. And when trying to remember so many things, eliminating some of these decisions can make a world of difference. Let's think about you for a moment. What are some things that you are wasting time deciding on every day? I don't know, maybe can you wake up in the morning and eat the same thing for breakfast? Like, I've started eating a whole grain cereal and a banana with milk each day. I wake up, I fix my bowl of cereal, and I eat it. I don't even have to think about it. Is there a way that you can somehow simplify your life in these small, subtle ways? What are some things that you're proud of in your routine? Maybe you're great at going to bed on time. Go through your day-to-day being aware of these decisions you're either consciously or subconsciously making. Overscheduling. Oh man, this is a big one and the one I am most guilty of doing. I'll be honest with you. I have officially overscheduled myself this month. I am so close to missing deadlines that I'm having to stay up way later than I should. And even right now, I am recording this podcast episode at 3 a.m. It's almost embarrassing to say that, but I'm keeping it real here. So that's where I am. After this podcast episode, I still have other work to wrap up as well. Normally, I would say this is attributed to my nocturnal preferences, but the weather has me feeling less energetic and borderline sick again, so I really should be sleeping right now. I know this is something that I need to work on, so instead of telling you what I do, I'm going to tell you my goals and plans for correcting this moving forward. That's right. I do not have it all figured out, so thank you for being a part of my mess. (laughs) The first thing I am planning to do next month, which I do actually have scheduled out intentionally, is sit down with my accounting and really look at our budgeting. How much money is coming in and how much money is going out? I think as an entrepreneur, especially if you are a major contributor or even the primary breadwinner for your family, There's this looming feeling of scarcity or not having enough, not having enough money or not having enough work. 
it's a weird feeling, this feeling of never stopping the hustle. And trust me, I get that. But the truth is, there are real numbers that can determine how much work is necessary. About a year ago, we read the Dave Ramsey book, The Complete Guide to Money. I've referenced it a few times already throughout the podcast, but seriously, guys, the book is incredible. One thing that Dave talks about is knowing exactly how much money is going out each month. What exactly are your expenses? This is the best advice ever, you know, to calculate these expenses because once you have a clear idea of what is leaving, then you can realistically plan for how much needs to come in. This year, I booked 56 weddings. 56. This weekend, I'll be shooting my last wedding of the year, and I can honestly say that I took on too much. I think it was a combination of feeling that scarcity and just booking, 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 and losing track of our expenses and needs for the year, and I don't know, just getting lost in the cycle. But my goal for next year is to know exactly how much money we need and book that amount of work in order to reflect that desired income. I often have conversations with others about overwork and overwhelm, and this is always my first question for them, so I really should be asking myself, do you have to work this much? What are your monthly bills and goals? What are your expenses, and what amount of work do you need to do to match those numbers? So this is a reminder to both me and you today that we are working to live and not living to work. In episode one, Brad and I chatted in detail about our relationship struggles and obstacles that we've had to overcome as a couple. One of the best things we've ever done for our relationship is share a calendar. Something so small has made such a big difference for us. So this next topic is covering Apple Calendar and Calendly. Let's start with iCal. I use iCal for all of my scheduling. Why? It's super user-friendly and easy to read and navigate. Plus, it syncs up with all of my devices, which is super convenient. I use iCal for all of my scheduling. Why? It's user-friendly, easy to read, and it syncs up with all of my devices. My first suggestion for you is to color coordinate your events. My calendar looks like a rainbow, but something so easy as this can really make a difference in how quickly you can analyze what you have going on. For example, if I am scanning for upcoming photo shoots, I know instantly to scan for green. Personal events are blue, and business meetings and tasks are orange. Without even thinking, I can glance at my calendar and quickly get an idea of what's coming up. Another cool thing that I've just recently started doing is sharing invites with others for meetings, interviews, and events. So for instance, if I schedule a phone meeting with a client, I can simply email them the invite to the event on my calendar. They can then add that to their calendar so we're less likely to miss or forget to schedule the event. If something like a reschedule occurs, it then updates on both of our calendars. And like I mentioned before, if one or more people are subscribed to the same calendar, when one person makes a change or adds something, everyone receives a notification. This has been incredible for Brad and I because if he adds an event to our shared calendar, I see it and can take note. But I also use shared calendar for deadlines with work and even scheduled posts for the podcasts. If you're not a Mac user, I have also used a website for shared invites in the past 
through a website called Calendly. It's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. <laughs> My goodness. Say you are trying to schedule a coffee date. You can set up your account to offer a specific time length for meetings on certain days and times of the week. Then when you send someone a link to your profile, they can choose from those options. You can also tell Calendly that if something is already scheduled, to make sure and leave 30 minutes or an hour in between appointments. Genius. The last topic I want to talk about is another big one, especially if you are a borderline workaholic who is super passionate about what you do for a living. And I'm also just realizing that I say the word super a lot. I actually think I wrote a review I'm getting off off topic, but I actually think I wrote a review the other day on Yelp and used the word super like four times. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Planning personal time. When it comes to doing fun things, put these on the calendar just as you would a work-related task. I have even gone as far as to schedule my workouts, coffee dates with friends, lately even dinner at my mom's house. If you want it to happen, schedule it. It may seem funny or even offensive to others if you ask to plan or schedule things out, but I always just explain to them that, look, I love you enough to make certain this will happen. If I didn't care, I wouldn't schedule it because when you don't schedule things, then other things come up and it's just so much easier for it to not work out or for you just to, quote, not have time. I'm looking at my calendar right now and, I mean, a few things I've gone as far as scheduling or Friends travel dates when they're coming into town, coffee meetings, concerts. I even schedule sometimes reminders to text friends about things that I know are happening in their lives that I don't want to forget about. I mean, guys, life is only going to get busier from here. If these things mean something to you, write them down and make sure that they happen. Harvey McKay says it best in this quote, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. Use your time wisely and start today implementing these tips into your workflow and daily habits to help use your time more wisely. And if things seem not quite right yet and you feel like you're still messing up, that's okay. I talked about lots of things that I'm still working on, but you know what? We'll get there. I mean, like we say in the theme of this entire podcast, mistakes make magic. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you guys just continue to work hard on your journey, pursuing your goals, and I'm just so happy to have you along on mine. Thank you. All links and equipment referenced in today's podcast can be found in the show notes at mistakesmakemagic.com. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to show your support, please take just a few seconds to leave a review on iTunes. This sort of small gesture helps me to keep bringing you great content. If you would like to follow along on my personal photo and entrepreneurial journey, you can find me online at katherinegidry.com. Thanks so much for listening.